You're listening to American Timelines. American Timelines. American Timelines by History for Jerks. History for Jerks. The greatest. The greatest. The greatest podcast ever. American Timelines is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to a very fucking special episode of American, American Timelines. Time I'm Amy. And I am a jerk. And that's Joe. This is history for jerks. And I am the head jerk. And we, this Milton is the podcast. Kumpel Stip. Oh, sorry. Shamperdable gas frubble from Changi Bub. All right. I'm glad I paused for that. Oh, sorry. That was just, I was having a stroke. My name is Joe. And this is the podcast that brings you all the crazy, nostalgic, interesting things from the past, and we do it year by year. And today we are going to do a very special episode. A very special episode. Yes, this is the Jason Fritz Keebler episode. No. JFK, right? No. I thought it was Jason Fritz Keebler. John F. Kennedy. We're not going to talk about Jason Fritz Keebler? No. Oh, crap. All my research is ruined. Yeah. Well, we have to go back to the drawing board on that, I guess. A lot of people don't know about Jason Fritz Keebler, the greatest uh, didgeridoo player in the history of the world. So today we are talking about the assassination of JFK. Yes. This is the special JFK episode. Special episode alert. Special episode alert. We got a special song that we wrote for this. So let's go, Amy, and go. Special Special episode alert. alert. Oh, my God, you did it. You participated. Reluctantly. Wow, but you did it. I was very reluctant. Wow. We've come to a new time in our relationship. Okay, so let's get the ball rolling. Okay, let's roll that ball, baby. So, in 2003, there was a poll, and uh, 70% of Americans believe the assassination of John F. Kennedy was a part of a larger plot. Really? Which I thought was interesting. Oh. 70%? Mm-hmm. I, count me in that 70%. I've been yeah. doing some research and listening to some things, and I, I completely... There's no way this was just a thing. Here's what I have. Let me just do You're my do the quick overview, and then you jump happened. in. Just okay. Done, okay. So, November... We talked a little bit, we touched a little bit at that. We said uh, the night before, November Mm -hmm. 21st, 1963, President John F. Kennedy was a huge James Bond fan. Mm -hmm. I I can never say James Bond fan. Mm -hmm. He was a huge James Bond fan instead of James Bond fan. He viewed an early print of From Russia with Love at the White House on November 21st, 1963. And so that was obviously the last film we ever saw. Because he was killed the next day in Dallas, and on November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, from Dallas, Texas. Well, and let's just talk about really quick why was he in Dallas? Oh, I don't know that. I didn't do any research on that. So the Democratic Party was doing a lot. We had a lot of infighting going on, right? And so he was going to Dallas to to unite the Democratic Party. He was meeting with the vice president and the Texas governor. Um, and he wanted okay. to make peace within the party, and he also wanted to get Vice reelected. President LBJ. Yeah, and he also wanted to be reelected. So it was also that was also part of why he was there. And some people think LBJ was behind. The I party. know. We'll get to that. We'll okay. get to all the conspiracy a, okay. theories. 
So um, the governor, Governor Connolly, was the Texas governor, his name. Okay. And the, um, the Secret Service, and I'm taking your thunder a little bit probably, but um, the Secret Service found the route that they were going to take right. um, in Dallas to, from Love Field to Daly Plaza. Okay. And they publicized it. So it was in the newspapers, and everybody knew about it because sure. they wanted people to cheer and shout and all of that. Somebody planned the, out the a Secret route. Service found the route that they were going to take, and they planned it out how they were going to s- protect the president. The Secret Service planned that out ahead of yeah. time, where they're going to put people yes. and stuff. Now, so I had heard a rumor before we get any yeah. further that they one of the things I heard that was either in the movie or something that they said nobody, no one would ever have a president ride in a, a convertible like that exposed. Right. Like that's that it's unprecedented. So right. they that's one of the reasons they think this was a setup. Like yeah. They wouldn't have they wouldn't have planned that. Mm-hmm. And so the Secret Service should have stopped that, right? So well the Secret Service the would have, was in on it. That's one of the theories. So they were not only planning the route, they were planning the ease of murder. Well possibly. well, yeah. So in the first car in the presidential limousine was John F. Kennedy and his wife, Jackie, and then Governor Connolly and his wife. And there was a Secret Service guy driving it. Okay. Um, and then in the other car behind them was LBJ and Wait Secret Service. It looks like there's three rows of seating. There's somebody driving it and then the governor. Limo, so that's yeah, probably limo, what it is. So there's the go- somebody governor driving, and his governor wife. And his somebody wife. driving his and wife, then maybe, then they're in the back. Yes. That's, that makes sense. So at about 1230 p.m. a shot rang out okay 12 30 p.m. as they're driving then at least two more shots and when with the second shot you see kennedy raise his hands to his neck and jackie kind of looks at him like what's going on yeah she like leans into yeah him, and then the, then the big the one hit third him. with the third shot the back right side of his head blew off that was the third shot and the second bullet had passed through his throat Hit Governor so Connolly. Did the first one miss him? The first one missed the, everything. Okay. Um, and it hit Governor Connolly in the back, exited, and hit his wrist, and then continued to his thigh. And then this is what they call the magic bullet. And we'll talk more a little bit about why. But you, so, so the first one missed. Second yes. one exited his throat. Yes. And hit the governor. Yes. Did the governor in die? the back? In the exited back. his exited and hit his wrist, and then continued to his thigh. And so that's why they call it the magic bullet. It went through both. It went, it uh, zigzagged around. Both of them, yeah. So Jackie reaches. That's why there has to be more than one bullet, mm -hmm. more than one shooter. Jackie reaches back to get the Secret Service into the car. And then in the other car, a Secret Service agent pounces on LBJ, and then they take off to Parkland Memorial Hospital. Um, LBJ's in the car behind him. mm -hmm. By 1 p.m., JFK was pronounced dead. At 2.38 p.m., Johnson and Jackie are back on Air Force One, and Bobby Kennedy told them, they called Bobby, and they said, what do we do? And he said, before you leave, you need to swear Johnson in. Right. And so that's that famous picture of Jackie standing next to Johnson and him being sworn in. Yeah. And they posed it so that the you couldn't see the blood spatter on her yeah, dress. Yeah, and you know why she didn't change? She said, um, she's famous for saying, uh, I want them to see what they've done to Jack. Yeah. She was offered to change her clothes, but she's like, I want everybody to see this. Yeah. Um, yeah. He died at 1 p.m. Central Time. 
um, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Walter Cronkite was the quote that he officially said on TV was From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Vice President Lyndon Johnson <clears throat> has left the hospital in uh, Dallas, but we do not know uh, to where he has proceeded. Uh, presumably, he will be taking the oath of office shortly and become uh, the 36th president of the United States. And you can hear him getting choked up there. Yeah, yeah, and you can see him clear as he takes his glasses off and kind of... Clears his throat yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's, um, that's heavy. So within four minutes after the shooting, yeah. police were looking at the Texas School Book Depository. There was an eyewitness there named Howard Brennan who mm -hmm. saw the shooter in the window. Oh, so and as the shoot shots fired, he looks up and he sees him in the school book deposit. And, and he um, gives a description that matches Oswald. Really? Yeah. This is Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee's Har Lee Harvey Oswald, sorry. Yeah. Now you have information about him and everything, too? Mm -hmm. You're going to go into that? Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, the cop, there was a cop in the book depository within two minutes, and he found Oswald on the second floor, and Oswald was getting ready to leave. He was still there, and there was a gun sitting there? Well, no, he's on the second floor. Oh. Um, the superintendent of the building vouched for Oswald, and he was allowed to leave because he had just started working there. So the superintendent said, you know, he's all right. He works here. Oh. So He actually worked there, huh? Yeah. I didn't know that. So they scour the building. Then on the sixth floor, they found the sniper's nest, and it had three shells and then the gun laying there. After Oswald left the book depository, he went home, and he got a pistol. And as he was walking the street, he encountered a cop named J.B. Tippett. Yeah. And he shot him and killed him and killed him. Even though he was already let go. Yeah. Like they were let go and they realized after they let him go they shouldn't have well, let him go? Well, it was a go. different police officer. They had an oh. APB out on somebody that looked like him because oh, of I wonder why. Howard Brennan's description oh, else of seeing, seeing him in him the window. Okay, gotcha. So the, the cops stopped him to question him, and right. Oswald shot and killed shot him. him. So then he ducks into the Texas Theater, and, and he snuck in. He didn't pay it's it, called buy a ticket. the Texas Theater? Mm -hmm. That's all it is? Okay. He snuck in. He didn't buy a ticket, and so that's why. And then he got enthralled in RoboCop and, and then forgot. Well, they he was... Um, they called the police because he snuck in. They uh, they might he they might have got let away. Him go if he had bought yeah. a ticket, yeah. Yep. So he was apprehended in the theater, and he famously claimed when he was coming out to reporters that he was a patsy. Yes. Um. So Lee Harvey Oswald, a, a patsy. Yes. For those of you who don't know, is a lovely a lady is. with blonde no, hair. No, that's not true. No, Patsy Klein. All right. So, Lee Harvey Oswald, who is he? He was... Yeah, who an, is he? He was an outcast. Who is Nathan Johnson? He was born in 1939. Okay. His father had died two months before he was born. No, you say outcast. You don't mean Andre 3000. No, I don't mean that. Okay. 1939, that's the same year as my father was born. Oh. That's weird. That is weird. Uh, I guess it's not that weird. So, for a little while, he was in an orphanage while his um, when his mother had a hard time keeping keeping him with yeah. his brother. And so the, she sent him to an orphanage for a little while, but she did Wait, get, wait, you can just do that? Back then. 
You just send your kids to an orphanage if you're. Yeah. It's kind of tough. You don't get any ideas. Well, it's good. It's, these guys are kind of tough. They're not cleaning their rooms. So, um, so I don't do an orphanage. But she was able to get him back by the age of five. But I'm sure okay. there was damage done. That, oh, yeah. Those are years it's that you'll never kid. get back. Yeah, you can't do that. I'm I'm kidding, kids. I love my kids. So at the age of 16, he yeah. tried to join the Marines, but he was too young. Yeah, you can't join when you're 16, so you shouldn't try. So at 17, he joined the Marxist Party of America. Oh. So he was a communist. He was a communist, huh? And he reapplied Kali to Pinko. the Marines. He re- reapplied to the Marines and became um, a ranked a marksman. Okay. So he he was. That's when he learned to shoot people from yes, far away. Yeah. So he taught himself Russian, and he learned all about the Soviet Union. He was bananas for the Soviet Union. Yeah. So this was during the McCarthyism. Yeah. Time so it's weird. And and it's weird that he latched onto that. So he went to Russia with a false passport, huh. and he applied for citizenship there, but they denied it. So then he attempts suicide, and then they decide, oh well, okay. You In can, Russia. Yeah. He attempts suicide, and then they let and him. And they allow him to stay because of that. Yeah, that's it's weird. weird. It, it is doesn't weird. really make a lot of sense. It is weird. Um, but he didn't renounce his American citizenship. Okay, so while he, while he was in Russia, he fell in love with Marina Perskova. Okay. And they, you, I think you're trying to say Martina Navratilova <laughs> is what you're trying to I say. I don't think she was his, he was her type. No, they seem, they seem, they kind of match. So and the timelines, what do they think? Yeah, the timelines match up. Makes he, sense. He starts getting disenchanted with Russia. Okay. He realizes it's not as awesome as he thought it was going to be. Because they won't let her play tennis. He's tired so of standing in line for bread. To the United States. And so they come back to the United States. And yeah, they move so to Texas. Can, and so she can play tennis and start her career. All right, that stop that. That's not even it's a It's not Martina joke. Navratilova? No, it's not. I like saying Martina Navratilova, though. So um, she quickly becomes very isolated because... Wait, just one more Navratilova No thing. more. Remember when she had that serial Navratilova-os? No, that's, Navratilova? Not even, that's not even worth it. Martina Navratilova-os? <laughs> All right. So she becomes really isolated because okay. she doesn't speak English and yeah, he speaks a little hard. bit of Russian and it's hard, um, hard out here. But she Russian. does befriend a neighbor named Ruth Payne. Okay. Um and by this time he was under the radar of the FBI. Tell me a little bit about Ruth Payne. Well she'll come back into the oh, story. Okay. So now what happens? He um starts to become under the radar of the FBI because of his communist. Okay, they are yeah, because they got lists and stuff yes. of these people. So, this guy actually went over there. That's not just, I mean, most mm-hmm. of the lists are just like arbitrary, but this guy actually went over there. And so on April 10th, 1963, he tried to assassinate Major General Edwin Walker, who was a far right wing conservative, possibly gay man. He was really? later in his life arrested. Everybody's a possibly gay man. He was arrested twice for fondling police officers and uh, undercover police officers. Wait, wait fondling? Overco- un- that's a thing that people do? I guess. But, um, Wait, you said April 10th, 1963? Yes. Oh, that was uh, two Boy. days after the 35th Academy Awards, okay. host, hosted by Frank Sinatra. So um, he was, so and this guy really was a far right-wing nut. That I mean, he the was guy he killed. really conservative. Or the guy he stalked. He, tr- no, he, he tried to kill. He tried what to. Yeah, okay. He so, fondled police. This guy fondled police officers or really Harvey Oswald? No, this guy did. This guy was a later on in his far life. right guy that was fondling police officers. Okay. Later, that was later on in his life, though. All right. So Oswald right. believed that Walker was an extremist, so he sh- he shot into his dining room from oh. the street, but he missed. Oh my goodness! And it was it was actually a cold case until his wife 
af- told the FBI about it after they caught Oswald. Really? They didn't know who it was? They didn't know it was who it was. You know, wait, hearing this, I'm just going to say, now I'm starting to think he's just a guy that shoots people. Like, like he's maybe just he's not. Maybe he's, this isn't anything bigger. Well, we'll get to some inconsistencies. All right. So um, he um, right away decides to move to New Orleans after this happens because he's worried that he's going to get Are you uh, talking caught. about Narlins? Yes. Oh. Um, but Marina, his wife, decides to leave him at this point, and she goes back and moves in with Ruth Payne, her friend. Uh, oh. So she stays in Texas with Ruth. She stays with her, and that is how Martina Navratilova became Stop it. a lesbian. That so, makes sense. Um, he is in New Orleans now. Yeah. And he started a pro Castro sympathizer club in New Orleans. A pro Castro sympathizer club. Yeah, and that's right. And JFK and Castro did not quite see eye no. on things. So that's why Well, the CIA had tried liking. to assassinate Castro. Right, and JFK didn't think that was cool. But nobody joined Maybe. his club. There yeah, was no no one ever wanted anything to do with Lee Harvey Oswald. That was part of the problem. No friends. No friends. Um he left and went back to Dallas and then a month later he shot Kennedy. Um, Johnson, Linda B. Johnson, ordered a full investigation led by Chief Justice Earl Warren, which became Mm. the Warren Commission, which we all hear about. 26 volumes from the hearings is included in this. The Warren Commission. So it's very, very, it's a large body of work. Yes. But immediately conspiracy theorists came out of the woodwork because the commission concluded that Oswald acted alone. Yeah. Two days after they were after Kennedy was killed, they were transporting Oswald, and Jack Ruby, who is a Dallas nightclub owner, shot and killed right. Lee Harvey this, Oswald. This is the thing that makes me and everybody else probably mainly think, okay, somebody was trying to shut him up because mm-hmm. he was going to give whoever's behind this. Mm-hmm. Um, they wouldn't believe that Jack Ruby is just a patriot that wants, that loves America and, and mm-hmm. is that mad at him. Right. But... That's not to say that couldn't be the case. Like, I know. There could be, you could be very so upset that you would want to kill that guy. Well, Jack Ruby said he wanted to um, prevent Jackie and Carolyn from having to testify. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he didn't want them to have to go through a long mm-hmm. trial. Now, mm-hmm. Jack Ruby was a mobster, though, right? Well, he was, he was like a, he, there was a rumor that he had ties with the mafia. Because his name was a casino. He was a nightclub owner. Yeah, but his name, his last name was Ruby's just a nickname. It was Jack, like Ruben. Oh, I don't know. Rubenstein or something. Or Ruben. I don't know. Some, I think you're making that up. No, no. I heard. I was listening to. There's a documentary on uh, YouTube that I was listening to about him. Just trying to think, like, do I really think he is to blame in this? Because there's, like, yeah. there's a lot of mobster so ties. So let's here. go over some of the inconsistencies. Okay. Some of the reasons people believe that it was a conspiracy. Okay. So. There were two um, eyewitnesses inside the book depository. Yes. That saw Oswald on the first floor, the ground floor, yep. at midday when, according to the Warren report, he was assembling his rifle and sniper's nest on the sixth floor. Right. So it's hard to be in two places at one time. Um, Carolyn Arnold. Unless he kept his parts on the second floor and had to just keep going, running up and down the stairs, assembling it. But second to sixth. Yeah, it's a lot of floors, but... Carolyn Arnold said she saw Oswald in the second floor canteen at around 12.15. Which is plenty of time. Arnold oh, Rowland... No, what time was he shot? 12... Uh, what did I say? What 12, time were the shots? 12.30? Is that what I said? I don't know. Let's no, see. i got to look back. Sorry. 
Why can't we ever remember anything? Because we're idiots. That's true. 1230. Now, you know, they've turned, they've since turned that um, book depository into a museum. Yeah. A JFK murder museum and stuff. And you can walk up and see the view and everything. So, um, the implausibility of the claim that Lee Oswald had managed to cross the sixth floor, hide his rifle, and dash down the wooden stairs unnoticed by several colleagues before being seen inside the second floor canteen no more than a minute and a half after the final shot. That's one of the things. So how could he be in a minute and a half doing all of these things? Well, but we, but somebody saw him shoot. So we, why, I mean, why is that a, even a question? Because they saw him do it. So those people were probably just wrong with the time, right? It could be. It could be. So but you're thinking, are you thinking he, he did one shot and then he took off? I, I don't know. Or you think he didn't do any of the shots? I don't know. This, is, this the is a thing. People, this is, these are people that say he didn't do it at all. Okay. So, um. The thing is, when he says Patsy, he's a complete Patsy. Like he didn't do anything. Right. That's okay. right. So the evidence for shots, th- there was a lot of evidence that there was shots from the front. That And it falls into three basic parts. There's eyewitnesses who testified that the shots originated from the grassy knoll. And that was over right. 40 witnesses that said that. Yeah. The nature of President Kennedy's throat wound, the doctors that originally... Um, examined him said it was an entrance wound in his throat caused right. by a bullet from the front and then arlen specter um during the doc during that same doctor's warren commission testimony yeah arlen specter persuaded the doctor to agree that with his proposition that the throat wound may have been caused by the bullet that hit him in the back so they're saying that the bullet hit president kennedy in the back and came out of his throat Right, but and then at the, the other guy. But at the beginning, there were s- several doctors who said, no, that was the entrance wound. Um, also, the location of his head wound. Two of the doctors um, testified that the large wound to his head extended into the occipital area toward the rear of his head, which yeah. implies a shot from the front. So there's some e- medical evidence that kind of think makes you think that maybe it was a shot from the front of his head, that it was, which means there was another shooter. Yeah, over on the grassy yeah, knoll. Yeah, the, um, the, oh, there's, um, you can just Google the Pruder film GIF, mm-hmm. and now they've just got them, in these little GIFs that you can watch. Um, well, and the, the whole JFK movie, was based on the Zapruder film. Yeah, that... Uh, where he kept saying, back and to the left. Back and to the yeah, left. Yeah, that last shot is definitely from the front. It's straight up hitting him in the head, in the front right. Because his head, head goes back, yeah, not goes forward. Back. Yep. So um, this is a little quote from that JFK movie. And it's actually down. It looks like it's coming down. So they're saying where Oswald was would have been had to come from the back The back, of yeah. And that, that the bullet that came out of his throat hit him in the back initially. So this is just a quote from the movie JFK um, that the... I can't watch. It's so gross. Garrison, the um, New Orleans attorney. I got to see it. It's really good. I watched it with... Henry started watching it with me, but he got bored. But really? I watched it on Saturday. Um, this Saturday? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I try to watch it a long time. I fall asleep every time. It's good. Like maybe if it was just... The ending is the best part. Just the courtroom scene is, is what no, you need that, to hear. Yeah. But this is from the courtroom scene. Um, 
this is what Garrison says. The magic bullet enters the president's back, headed downward at an angle of 17 degrees. It then moves upward in order to leave Kennedy's body from the front of his neck, his neck wound number two, where it waits 1.6 seconds, turns right, and continues into Connolly's body at the rear of his right armpit, wound number three. Then the bullet heads downward at an angle of 27 degrees, shattering Connolly's fifth rib and leaving from the right side of his chest, wound four and five. The bullet continues downward and enters Connolly's right wrist, wound number six, shattering the radius bone. It then enters his left thigh, wound number seven, from which it later falls out and is found in almost pristine condition on a stretcher in a corridor of Port Parkland Hospital. So basically he's saying there's no way one bullet did all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and the 1.6 seconds where, where he so said So they, they were saying, everybody says what happens is there's just four shots. Mm-hmm. There was at least four shots. But but they're saying one of those shots did all that. No, that's what the Warren Commission says. The Warren Commission says what? That one of those bullets, that one bullet did all of that damage. And so the other people are saying there's no way there's there was no only way. four, there was more bullets. Right, there's only way there was only three. But the Warren Commission says there was Lee only Harvey three. Sh- shot three times. Three times, and that's it. And only three, but we can prove there's at least four, if not six or something, or, is there f- or they think four too, everybody else. Because I heard a thing where they were saying, listen to the shots, and you can count four. That's four is what most people most say. Most people say, okay. Because yeah, they're Conspiracy one that comes from the right. front. Um, so that, that 1.6 seconds where he says it waits, the bullet waits 1.6 yeah. seconds, that um, refers to the incompatibility between the Warren report saying that the single bullet could have been fired no earlier than at frame 210 of the Sapruder film. Right. That's the first point at which Kennedy becomes visible after being hidden behind the tree. Right. Then Connolly's earliest apparent reaction to a shot, which occurs at about frame 238. And if you look at the scene from the side, it's obvious that Kennedy's and Connolly's wounds were not lined up with the sniper's nest. Kennedy's back wound was lower than his throat wound. Although the wounds in Connolly's back and chest were consistent with a shot from behind and above, they could not have been caused by a bullet rising out of Kennedy's throat. Right. Um, th- another thing that was inconsistent was they did um, gun residue tests on Oswald, and he did have some pres- a presence of barium and antimony on his hands. Yeah. But in his right cheek, there was no gunpowder residue at all, and the kind of but, uh, the kind of gun that he supposedly used would have left gunpowder residue on his cheek. Because he'd have to be looking through a sight and have it up against his head. And have it up against his head. Yeah. So another thing that was kind of hinky was that... Hinky? Yeah. All right. Was that there was... Um, they interrogated him for over 12 hours, but there's no official transcripts or recordings of the interrogation. Yeah, that's crazy. And... um then with the autopsy, the autopsy was was kind of lorded over by these high-ranking military officials that yeah. were in the autopsy room, and they forbid the pathologists from dissecting his back and throat wounds, which is like a really basic procedure that would have totally determined whether or not they were caused by one bullet. Who, who did this? High-ranking military officials that were in the autopsy room with the doctors why would they be in there yeah for sure right there are people who are involved with the cuba thing and all that stuff oh yeah so um then another thing is that vietnam there's were there's rumors about vietnam yeah i know i'm gonna get into that i'm gonna get into that so there's another um rumors 
that um, there a lot of witnesses were intimidated by the Warren Commission or ignored by the Warren Commission. Um, the Arlen Specter was an assistant counsel of the Warren Commission, and he attempted to humiliate, discredit, and intimidate witnesses into changing their story. That's weird. Um, and then Arlen Specter had that whole thing about baseball. Remember that? I don't. He was all upset about baseball rules and things, making sure baseball is above mm. board. Like, what the fuck do you care? It's a sport. Mm. Anyway. Then there's an author, author Jim Mars, had a list of 103 people he believed died convenient deaths under suspicious circumstances that were surrounding the whole assassination. Um, and uh, Jim Garrison, the the attorney that JFK movie is about. Yeah. That there were several that were linked in New Orleans. Yeah, and people just started getting murdered. Murdered. Accidents. And yep. Fake and accidents. there um also witnesses who captured the assassination with photographs or film had their cameras confiscated by the police and never returned. Yeah, that's crazy. Various items of physical evidence have been tampered with. There's a interview you can find on YouTube of a lady. She's old now, but uh, they were interviewing her, and mm-hmm. she's like a witness that was never came forward for years and years and years, and just recently she did, mm-hmm. and said she had a picture uh, that, I can't remember, I, I don't remember what else she said, but you can listen to her on YouTube, too. Also, the presidential limousine windshield yeah. was, um, was removed, and this um, guy that worked at the um, Ford Motor Plant mm-hmm. where they took the limo yeah. said that he came in and the windshield was already removed from the car and it had a bullet hole in the windshield, yeah. which would indicate yeah, a shot the, from the front. Well, and it could that, have gone through him. Oh, I those guess. guys from the Well, back. but not if it that ended up in his thigh. They all did? They found all the bullets in them? Oh, I guess the third, the first bullet, maybe the first bullet did it. But then they told him to make it, use it to make a template for the new windshield and then destroy it. Yeah. Um, uh. The Also, the type of gun, the, the, the Warren Commission found that the shots that killed Kennedy and wounded Connolly were fired from a different type of gun than the one that was initially found and reported on the book depository. Mm, that's fishy. Lots Very of fishy, fishy stuff. Lots of fishiness. Um, in 1979, they, there was a House Select Committee on Assassinations yeah. that came out. They concluded that there were four shots, and one came from the Grassy Knoll. Okay, so they have concluded officially. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, officially, there was another murderer. There, there, was, there was this Select Committee on Assassinations that came out and said that. Oh, but that's not anything official. I guess. Um. The grassy knoll was identified by most witnesses as the area from where shots were fired. Um, there was a lot of other, they, several conspiracy theorists think that at least one shooter was located in the Daltex building, which was across the street from the book depository. Yeah, I could, I could see. There was a guy named James Tagg who was injured by a bullet fragment. And where he was, the physical location of him, right. was not consistent with the trajectory of a missed shot from the school book depository. Okay, yeah. There's another one. James what? James Tag. T-A-G? T-A-G-U-E. Huh. I want to talk to that guy. Let's, I'm going to, hold on, let me hurry up and get a interview with him for our next episode. Oh, he died in 2014. Too bad. Great. Too bad. 
So there's also um, rumors that Oswald was a FBI informant and that he was a known agent of the CIA as well. What? Who was? Oswald. Wait, there's there's rumors yeah. that Lee Harvey Oswald was an FBI informant yeah. and also a known agent of the Central Intelligence Agency. Mm. So, well. And then all this bio background is fake? All the, well, no. All the Russian stuff and all that? Like, they they were using him. The reason he went over to Russia was to be a, like a double agent. Oh, like he was then. So, yeah. so who did it? So these are, the, now I'm going to get into the actual conspiracy theories, what people think. Okay, so who did it? Who, what are the conspiracy theories? What do people think um, really happened? Okay. The most involved, the, the one that's the most involved is the New Orleans conspiracy, and this is the one that is shown in the JFK movie. So there was a attorney. A New, a New Orleans conspiracy. conspiracy theory. There was an attorney named Dean Andrews. All right. And he told the FBI that he received a telephone call from a man named Clay Bertrand on the day of the assassination, asking okay. him to defend Oswald. Um, after it happened. After it happened. Then in late November 1963, an employee of New Orleans private investigator Guy Bannister yeah. named Jack Martin began making accusations that this other guy that worked for Bannister named David Ferry was involved in the JFK assassination. Yeah. And Ferry said he doesn't even know Oswald at all. But then in 1993, Frontline on PBS yeah. found a picture from a Civil Air Patrol cookout that, which, that was taken in 1955, eight years before the assassination, showing Oswald and Ferry together. So they did know each other. Yes. Frontline discovered it. In 1966, uh, District Attorney Jim Garrison, who's the JFK... The, the, well, who that's about, that whole movie's about Kevin Costner J, plays Jim Garrison. He began an investigation into the assassination, and he concluded that a group of white ring, right-wing extremists... White, right-ring? It's hard to say white, that. Well, right-wing well, extremists. You, you know right-wing extremists. You don't even have to say white, because you know they're white. Yeah, that's true. Right-wing extremists. Including David Ferry and Guy Bannister, yeah. were involved with elements of the CIA in a conspiracy to kill Kennedy. Dude, that's the, thing that, the one thing that doesn't add up is that Lee Harvey Oswald didn't like the right-wing people. Why would he be... He was so mixed up, I know, because he, he, was, against, he was against all different... Maybe it was just kinds a, of people. Yes, everybody. Um, so they. Th- but uh, it, but it, what would make sense mm-hmm. is if he hates the right wing nuts, is for them to kill a crazy left wing and then uh, and then put it put him up. This guy who's their enemy, mm-hmm. Lee Harvey. I was, let's put pin it. Well, on he was him. a perfect. If he's the patsy, he was a perfect patsy. Yeah, because of his past and because right. of the kind of person he was. Right. So um, Garrison. Well, for them, because they were his enemies. Mm-hmm. But if right. he was left wing, as they well, saw he it, was he he had, but also un-American, I guess he had kind of. Well, let me let me just tell you this. So, Garrison believes the motive for the assassination was anger over Kennedy's attempts to a- obtain a peace settlement in both Cuba and Vietnam, and Garrison also believed that. Nor- anger over his his unwillingness to no his will that, that he was going to do that, that. he wanted to. he was trying to obtain a peace settlement yeah, and, he was try and to get they out wanted of war out. they wanted war mm-hmm. for to make money off military yeah because war is money yeah for, and for weapons and mm-hmm. things 
And Garrison also believed that New Orleans businessman Clay Shaw was part of the conspiracy and that Clay Shaw was really Clay Bertrand. Oh, same guy. Same guy. And he believed that Shaw, Bannister, and Ferry conspired to set up Oswald as a patsy. Yeah. Um, he charged Shaw. He actually charged him, and but he, he did not get convicted. But that's what the whole movie JFK that was is about. The JFK movie is about all that stuff. So then there's another conspiracy. The CIA did it. All right. 1995, former U.S. Army intelligence officer, executive assistant John M. Newman published evidence. Newman. Hello, that, Newman. Yeah. That both the CIA and FBI deliberately tampered with their files on Lee Hobby Oswald Lee Harvey Oswald, both before and after the assassination. Oh. Furthermore, he found that both agencies withheld information that might have alerted authorities in Dallas that Oswald posed a potential threat to the president. All righty. Then there's uh, a conspiracy that there was. it was a shadow government, including wealthy industrialists and right-wing politicians and that ordered the assassination um, because that allowed policy reversals to happen. Um that would escalate the military involvement in Vietnam. Then, All right. Then there was the military military industrial complex. Right. As a conspiracy. Thing, yeah. Um, former Texas Senator Ralph Yarborough in 1991 said, had Kennedy lived, I think we would have had no Vietnam war with all of its traumatic and divisive influences in America. Um, and he said that Kennedy's assassination was actually a coup d'etat. So LB, that LBJ is behind it. And one well, of that's them. another one. Hold on. Oh. I'm almost done with them. Yeah. Then there was the Secret Service conspiracy. They, that they were deficient in the performance of their duties, which I believe that's true. One way or the other, whether they did it on purpose or not, yeah. they didn't protect him. Yeah, they would have said no way to having him go in that big public forum with an open yeah. car like that. And, and, and that's what I heard. That was one of the biggest things. Like they, no, no Secret Service would uh, agree to that. Mm-hmm. They weren't And the House Select Committee on Assassinations found that they were derelict in their duties and that they possessed information that was not properly analyzed, investigated, or used in connection with the president's trip to Dallas. And that the Secret Service agents in the motorcade were inadequately prepared to protect him from a sniper. Um, and then questions regarding the forthrightness of the Secret Service increased in 1990s when they requested access to Secret Service records, and then all of a sudden they were told by the Secret Service that in violation of the JFK Records Act, they destroyed all the records that that covered his trip. Those just don't exist anymore. Don't exist just anymore. miraculously. Yep. Um, and then another conspiracy is that Cuban exiles. No. Did it. So in 1959, there was a revolution in Cuba. And Fidel Castro took over. And he came to power. A whole bunch of Cubans left Cuba to live in the United States at that time. Okay. And many of them wanted to overthrow Castro and return to Cuba. Right. But then their hopes for that were pretty much dashed because the Bay of Pigs invasion failed. Right. And they blamed Kennedy for that. They wanted him to. And that was in 1961, the Bay of Pigs. Yeah, right. And so, so they were, yeah, we talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, okay, so they think they got so mad that he failed, they murdered him? Mm-hmm. That's one other conspiracy. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, yeah. then there was an organized crime conspiracy. Yes, this is where the one that I've heard with Ruby is a, mm-hmm. a mobster, but I can't remember what their motivation was. Well, they, 
um, some members of the mafia worked with the CIA on assassination attempts against Fidel Castro. That's right. The CIA had hired hired the mafia the mafia to kill to him. kill Castro. That's right. And Why then, um, so they were in cahoots already. So they're like, well, well, and they also had a lot of Cuban casinos and lucrative investments in those. Okay. So, um, and they disliked President Kennedy because of the Bay of Pigs, yeah. which failed as well. And they also hated Robert Kennedy because he was he had a legal assault on organized crime that was pretty much unprecedented. Right, right. So they were an enemy. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then there was the enemy Lin- of the Kennedys. And Lyndon B. Johnson conspiracy. Yes, I've heard this one. LBJ, because you, you'd automatically believe this because LBJ became president. Well, the JFK was seriously considering dropping Johnson from the ticket when he was going to run. Really? In re-election. And he wanted to have North Carolina Governor Terry Sanford. Oh. And um, that was the motive that, that uh, these conspiracy theories set point to. Well, there was also something else that he disagreed with LBJ. I well, the, wasn't there like another thing with, with the, Vietnam? I think the killing of him was paid for in this conspiracy by oil magnets, including Clint Mur- Mur- Murchison and H. Yeah, L. Hunt. It was oil stuff. That's yes. right. he he wanted oil. The assassination stuff. allowed the oil depletion allowance to be kept at twenty seven point five percent, right? Which it remained unchanged during Johnson's presidency, right? And Johnson disagreed with him. And that resulted in a savings to, yeah. of over a hundred million dollars to the American oil that, industry. Yeah, I read that. I did read that somewhere. That's right. It's ringing a bell. Then there was the Cuban government conspiracy, which oh. is different from the Cuban exiles. Okay, right. The Cuban government would be Fidel Castro that he ordered the assassination. That he actually ordered it. Okay. Which I don't think that would ever happen because I don't think that would cause an all-out war with Cuba. And I don't. Think, yeah. I think he's smarter than that. Yeah. And then there was the Soviet government conspiracy. Uh oh! This is Putin. No, nope, Nikita Khrushchev. Right, that's Putin Sr. No, Nikita Khrushchev. Same thing. Um, History he, repeats itself. They wanted to, um, they had to back down during the Cuban Missile Crisis. The The Soviets did. Right. And yes, he, it was because of that. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so they, this one too, they were pissed about that. Uh, and then the last conspiracy theory. Yeah, one more. Is the Israeli government conspiracy. There's none about the aliens? No. That the Israel Israeli Prime Minister David Ben Gurion yeah. orchestrated the assassination after learning that Kennedy planned to keep Israel from obtaining nuclear weapons. Oh, you which know, which is pretty far fetched. That, that sounds familiar, though. I think I've read that one too. But it does seem pretty far fetched at the same time. Well, the couple things I have, yep, are that um, JFK was a huge James Bond fan. You already um, said I'm just that. Kidding. No, uh, uh, after the assassination. After the assassination of JFK, Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. was quoted to say, was supposedly said to his wife, right. Martin Luther King Jr. said to his wife, this is what's going to happen to me also. Mm. I keep telling you, this is a sick society. Uh, well, that's the, sad. The last day of shooting the Gilligan's Island pilot <laughs> was Friday, November 22nd, 1963, the day JFK was assassinated. And this was commemorated in the opening credits as the SS Minnow is seen leaving the harbor with an American flag at half mast. Oh, wow. So you can see that on Gilligan's Island in the the opening credits. Yeah. Um, We talked about uh, Jackie keeping the pink dress on. Yes. uh, During the swearing in. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
This was the first inauguration of Lyndon B. Johnson as the 36th President of the United States was held on Friday, November 22, 1963, aboard Air Force One at Love Field following the assassination of President JFK earlier that day. The inauguration marked the commencement of the first term, uh, which was a partial term of one year, 59 days, of LBJ as president. This was the eighth non-scheduled extraordinary inauguration to take place since the presidency was established in 1789. Okay. And we have... uh, Oh. After President JFK's death in 1963... The television networks aired four days of commercial-free coverage of his funeral, burial, and other proceedings, costing them about $100 million in lost advertising revenue. Wow. 93% of all American homes watched some coverage. Yeah. Um, It was a big deal. And did you know that JFK, Aldous Huxley, and C.S. Lewis all died on the same day? Really? They all died on November 22, 1963. That's a little tidbit for Um, you. Famous murderer Robert Stroud, the Birdman of Alcatraz, mm. Alcatraz mm-hmm. died late on the day before, November 21st. Okay. Uh, but the Kennedy assassination kept his death out of the headlines of most newspapers. And that's, I think that's all the... So what do you think happened? I think, um, I think it's the, I think the uh, military... To because get the especially Vietnam when War. you say those military guys were standing there in the autopsy room. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they might not have been. But, um, yeah, I think it was an organized thing by, you know, several people. There's several. Well, like Johnson people. and Hoover were both quoted as saying stuff like, we've got to get the public to believe that it was one lone gunman. Right. Well, it's a lot of people. I mean, because there are people... They're upset with JFK for multiple things at once, I think. And, and I think multiple people agree with multiple motives yeah. to do this. Because I think there was one you didn't mention that there was other another motive was people didn't like what he was doing with civil rights. Like he was oh. he was uh he was supportive of civil rights and a lot of people didn't like that. Yeah. People didn't like the the Cuba thing. People didn't like the uh uh pulling you know, pulling Vietnam. out of Vietnam yeah. and um and all money, everything's money related. Yeah. G- generally. Yep. Um, so I, I, I do believe that it wasn't just some nut. You don't think it was just Lee Harvey? No, Oswald? I don't think. Do you so. think he was involved? I think he probably did part of it. You do? Maybe. Yeah, I think what happened is they put him up to it, mm-hmm. but they were gonna. They didn't tell him he was gonna take the fall completely. That they were. I think they probably told him. We'll do this, and then we'll cover you, and we'll get you out of there. And then when he came running out, nobody was there, and that's how they caught him. Or yeah, because he did him. have gunpowder residue on his hands. Yeah, so I think... But he didn't have any on his cheek. Well, may, yeah, which doesn't make sense. But maybe he set up stuff. Maybe he had something. But they didn't give him a chance to even say anything before Jack Ruby killed him. Well, and that's fishy to me that he got killed. But my thing, what happened to Jack Ruby? Did he go right to jail and everything, or what happened? Because I think, oh. why would he just openly do it? Because he just openly murdered him in front of people, right? Yeah, like it was he a did. bunch of people. It was on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he live. went to jail. Because um, that's one thing. It's like that's what one thing that doesn't add up for me. It's like, yeah, they had to kill him to shut him up. But why was Jack Ruby so willing to? What did he get out of the deal? Right. That he was okay. Yeah, I'll kill him to shut him up. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Unless he got money or was still, you know, something. Yeah. I never saw that movie, Ruby. I was watching some of that. It's like a uh, documentary, right? No, I think it's a. I think it's got. No, it's it's a 
drama, I think. It's Jack Jack Ruby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. Yeah, oh gosh, he looks like Joe Pesci. He. Uh, yeah, Jacob Leon Rubenstein. Um, but I wanted to see prosecution. After his arrest, after his arrest, his attorney asked him if he could think of anything that might damage his defense, and he said there would be a problem if a man by the name of Davis should come up, that he was involved with Davis, who was a gun runner entangled in anti-Castro efforts. Um, what? He had a, he was involved in anti-Castro efforts, like so he was an anti-Castro okay. guy. Um, Ruby's convinci- conviction was overturned by the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals on the grounds that an oral confession of premeditation made while in police custody should have been ruled inadmissible because it violated a Texas criminal statute. Oh. Um, Ruby died technically unconvicted because the original conviction was overturned and his retrial was pending at the time of his death. Oh, so he died before he could... Yeah. That's interesting. During the six months following JFK's assassination... Ruby repeatedly asked orally and in writing to speak to the members of the Warren Commission. This is all according to Wikipedia, so it could have been just user-generated. Oh, and my other source. But the wait, I was going to say the commission oh. initially showed no interest. Like, they didn't want to talk to him. Yeah, they didn't want to talk to a bunch of it's people. ridiculous. There's a lot of people they didn't yeah. even talk to. So what did you say? Um, my other source oh, was yeah. a, a website called 22november1963.org.uk. Oh, yeah? Dot .uk. Huh? Yeah. They got some real really, info. Yeah, they had, it's a whole thing is about it. And then also Wikipedia, of course. Always got to love Wikipedia. And so that's the assassination of John F. Kennedy. I don't know. I think. But that, see, that makes me think that if Ruby got off kind of scot-free, you know, there's all kinds of like changes of venues and things like this, but his conviction and death sentence were overturned. Mm Mm-hmm. He was going to have a new trial in 1967, but Ruby, in 1966, Ruby was admitted to Parkland Hospital in Dallas and he had pneumonia. A day later, doctors realized he had cancer in his liver, lungs, and brain. Three weeks later, he died. Maybe he knew he was going to die. That's the thing. He might have been already. like He knew he was dying. That's the perfect guy to do it. Yep. Somebody who's. I'll do it for you. I'm going to die anyway. I got nothing to live for. Yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's fishy. It's hinky. Hinky. Yeah, it's hinky. I've never heard you say that before. I say it sometimes. Uh, how do you spell it? I think it's H-I-N-K-E-Y, I think. Isn't that your friend, Joy? No, that's Hanky. Oh. It's different. Hanky is what I blow your nose with. Um, so that yeah. is the whole shebang. That's I, it. I'm glad I threw in some Gilligan's Island. I think that I'm too. I think that on the one hand, like, I, I can't decide. Like, on the one hand, I think maybe it was just him like he mm. he was such a loose cannon this guy jfk no lee harvey oswald oh yeah and he was so like i thought you meant he didn't JFK's belong anywhere too, too and, and he was kind of psychotic um but then on the other hand there's so many things that just don't add up and the, the bullet and everything like how did one bullet make six or seven wounds in two people and travel all around and zigzag all around? I don't know. Yeah. 
What is just the behavior? Jackie O thing, I wonder. I don't know. Just the behavior of the military and the and how the Warren Commission like they're still they still have not released all of the papers. I think in well, Trump was supposedly going to release a bunch of stuff, and I guess he did, and then it was like everybody said like, what he released didn't say anything. No, like, he didn't like there's he didn't release any like, good stuff. It's like 2049 or something when they're going to release. It was supposed the rest to be 2019. And, well, that was and, some of it, but then no. there's more. Like the whole thing, it yeah. will be released, not but not until dead. like yeah. And it's it's like, what's the big secret? Yeah, they gotta wait till everybody who is an evil cannot be charged with anything. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, but I definitely think believe in one of the, some of these conspiracy theories. But I also believe that we're living in a matrix. I know you do. I believe we uh, there are aliens that are sleeping with certain people here. They come down, they freeze time, they sleep with some of us, and they go back. I believe a lot of things that... You believe a lot of wacky shit. Yeah, that then none of my opinions matter anymore because I believe so many stupid things. That's true. All right. I believe that the children are our future. Stop it. Treat them well. No, Let them we're not lead the that. way. All right. Show them all Shh. the beauty Shh. they possess. Enough. No, but I do believe in uh, carpet leprechauns. Remember I told you my friend Jim Jaco thought there were leprechauns living in his carpet? I I don't remember that, no. This is a test to see if he listens to the podcast. So if he complains about me naming him and telling everybody, then uh, leprechauns I know he's carpet. listening. Maybe the leprechauns on the carpet did it. I'll have to apologize later. All right, that it's time to get out of here, Chuck Berry. That, so, oh, yeah, Chuck Berry is here. So it's time to go. He's um, peeking at you in the bathroom. Chemtrails. What do you think about chemtrails? That's another I think it's bullshit. Theory. You know, like they're yeah, they're, I know. They're I think trying it's to control the weather or they're trying to get, keep us, trying to give us all allergies so that we keep buying allergy medicine. What about robot birds? I've we, always said you that. Believe, you do believe in robot birds. I've always said that. Yeah, you thought robot birds were watching us. You know, there's, there's a but whole... But now they got cameras everywhere. So there's a whole website that, that says that there's no such thing as birds anymore. They're all drones and robots. That would make sense. The other day, I uh, I found a dead bird and I I opened it up and it's all just little cogs metal. and wheels. And cogs and wheels. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was a dead bat in the pool though the other day. Again? No, just that one time. Oh, it was delicious. that wasn't the other day. That was a while back. That was a while back. All right. There was a dead bat in my pool. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody. Those of you that are still listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this very special episode. And if you don't like special episodes, just tweet us at History for Jerks and let us know why you don't like special episodes. Yeah. If you want us to shut the fuck up. And if you want Amy to just uh, let me say much more stupid stuff, uh, tweet her. Or if you want less stupid stuff, that would be another tweet you could do. What's your Twitter handle? I don't know. You even know? You have a Twitter, have no but you idea. don't know how to use You definitely don't know how to use it. I don't. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you, re, you retweet things to your one follower, hey. who is me. Uh, <laughs> I think Ryan Burkett follows me, I think. He does. Ryan Burkett from the Music Video Podcast? Yes. The most attractive podcaster in American history? Yes. Man, you could not meet him and not want to just pick him up and hug him. Put him on like, a shelf. He's a likable fella. Put him on the pillows. Plus he's Make your bed and put him, yeah, put put him, him on the pillow. He's Prop him up on the pillow. Plus he's full of comedy. I thought you were going to say come. That's what it sounded like. Comedy. Oh, okay. I'm not All right. dirty like you are. All right, we got to go. Get out of here, Chuck Berry. Matt Truman. We go trip. Tired of hearing about the 60s One more time I said we're so 
American Timelines is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. America, America.